This is the joke. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? What's all they have time for? They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, I guess, here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, happy Friday. It is the Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Big show coming up today. We are going to chat with PBR CEO, Chief Executive Officer, Sean Gleason. Cannot wait to hear from him. He is uh, he's a great dude, and uh, it's a great uh, going to be a great conversation, and uh, you'll want to stick around for it. That's coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, I, one of the big questions I want to ask him is, is how are they doing all this testing? And how, what are people, what is, what does he say to people who are saying, why are you testing and how did you get all these tests when there's not enough for states for COVID-19? We'll ask him that here inside the Major Mortgage Command Cave coming up. Also, big on this day in history. You're going to want to stick around to the end of the show today, too, I promise, because we're going to show, well, two great videos. One uh, was uh, was part of a media uh, conversation yesterday with uh, broadcasting uh, guys Dan Shulman and Jay Billis, who uh, do a lot of basketball on ESPN. Dan Shulman, a great baseball announcer as well for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, also ESPN. But uh, they were in... Greensboro, North Carolina, for the ACC tournament, basketball tournament, in March. And we're going to get their impressions and how they felt that day when everything, COVID-19, everything happened. So uh, that's coming up here in a little bit. And also a great, great video from a fantastic young lady um, that uh, we're going to play. And you may or may not ever watch the Jason Walker show again. I don't know. But uh, we will we will see when we get there. Uh, what is uh, it's it's a great video. You're gonna enjoy it. Um, having some issues with the YouTube. Did we crash YouTube because everybody from everybody that's a PBR fan wants to watch this show today? Um, while well, we try to uh, update here and uh, get going, but uh, you can listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, also TreasureStateRadio.com. And we're going to have some big news coming in the next couple of weeks on another place to hear. Of course, you can always go to jasonwalkershow.com. That's, uh, you can always go there and rewatch anything, anytime. Uh, watch on Facebook Live. You can also watch on YouTube, like we said. So, or, you know, tweet us at jwalkersports. Email us, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. Just get a hold of us. You can Facebook us anytime too. We have we love to hear from you. So give us your thoughts on literally anything that uh, that you want to chat about. Um, great guests coming up next week too. We'll tell you at the end of the show uh, some of those that were uh, we've lined up. So we're going to begin today uh, talking about basketball schedules. I know it's early, but there's some talk. And Tim Brando brought this up. 
a little bit yesterday when we chatted with him. There's some talk around the frontier, possibly, of just playing conference games. Potentially, just playing conference games. Nothing's been set in stone. Nothing's been finalized. But if campuses are not open for the fall, which would mean no football, and also no volleyball or soccer, but if there are... If campuses aren't open and don't open until maybe after Christmas, that would mean that if – I mean, th- it's a it's a worst-case scenario. Well, worst case is there's no basketball either. But there's a chance that conferences could play just conference schedules and no non-conference play, which would be very, very interesting and very, um, very weird, I, <laughs> to say the least. Um we don't know if the NBA still wants to fin- or is going to finish the season. They're still wanting to. How? We just we don't know. And the, the NHL season still waiting. Are they going to cancel it? At this point, after two months, you should just cancel it because these NBA guys, especially, are you know flat out just prima donnas. And I you know the load management deal. Yeah, they've had two months off, but they're going to want to play in, say, July through August and then come back in October? No, because they're prima donnas. They're babies. Uh, I will never say that about NHL guys because they'll beat the crap out of you. But do you care if there's an NBA champ this year? Does that mean after two months of no basketball, do you care anymore? I think people are more concerned about seeing if there's going to be A, Major League Baseball, and then B, Minor League Baseball, which I don't think happens this summer, unfortunately. And I was talking to a a source today who said he'd be surprised if American Legion gets the go-ahead to play ball this year. I know they're practicing, but he said he'd be shocked if American Legion was able to to go uh, forward this, this summer with actual games. It's something to keep an eye on. And it would be very, very interesting. There's no uh, no doubt about that. But, uh, we'll keep, you know, like I said, like, like I've been saying, we'll keep an eye on everything because we have to. Uh, John Heyman, who's been great over the years as an uh, insider at the MLB Network, also with a bunch of different places, uh, tweeted out today that the MLB and Players Union are resuming talks about return scenarios and potential dates next week. That's when they're going to talk. Early July remains a best-case scenario. This is based on John Heyman's Twitter. Dependent on, of course, the virus, the availability of testing, and the data. Uh, they're hoping to have the regular divisions. I don't know if you saw last week or the week before the potential of three divisions and, and like the Yankees and the Mets in one division. But um, they're hoping to play at their own home parks. So there's there's that. There's also potential for no cross-country flights, limited travel, more divisional play, expanded rosters, expanded playoffs, um, more experience, uh, experiments like – 
a runner on second in extra innings, which they've done in the minors. Uh, a lot more double headers, fewer off days. This is the funny one. High-fiving slash spitting will be discouraged or forbidden. Good luck getting baseball players to not spit. But will there be baseball? And here is something interesting. The mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh, came out today and said that he is announcing that parades and festivals will not take place this summer in the city of Boston, up to and including Labor Day, September 7th. So how was how is Boston going to play baseball at Fenway Park? How are the Red Sox going to play if you cannot have large gatherings? There's a good chance that Boston won't have baseball if Major League Baseball even gets going. And that is something to keep an eye on because the NFL would be affected. We saw the governor of Oregon yesterday come out or Wednesday and say that that large gatherings such as football games might have to be canceled in September, through September. That would affect a ton. And you think about what that would affect. North Dakota State was supposed to play at uh, Oregon. The Bobcats are scheduled to play at Portland State on September 26th. Portland State is in Portland, which is in Oregon. And if that is the case where large gatherings and football games such would be canceled through September, that's no game. That means there's a potential, because the Bobcats are supposed to play Cal Poly I think the Grids are supposed to play Cal Poly September 26th, and then the Bobcats play them a couple weeks after that, both here in the Montana. How is that going to happen if Cal Poly's not able to practice or travel? And we've talked about that a little bit. But now you throw Oregon into the mix. What about Washington? Think about Eastern Washington. And then you look at the basketball schedule, like I w- uh, we started at the beginning of the show. Think about that, because Cal State Fullerton already said They're not opening up for the fall. Well, if you can't open up, then they don't play football in Fullerton. Great baseball program. But if they don't have school on campus in the fall at Cal State Fullerton, that means no basketball practice gets started in October. There's no games then in November or December. I mean, there's ramifications that go a long, long way. We saw East Helena this week cancel its rodeo. Northern Rodeos, Northern Rodeo Association rodeos, and PRCA all on hold in the state of Montana right now. And Harden's already canceled. So there's a lot of things that we still are following, and I I feel like a broken record because we don't have any answers, we don't have any solutions, and you get the, you know, are we overreacting or not? I don't know. I still don't know. After seven, eight weeks, I still don't know if we're overreacting. But... You just have to keep playing and plugging along, right? I mean, we just, you got to go with the flow. Speaking of, I was wondering if I should grow my hair out and go with the flow in the back. It used to be awesome. It was good. I looked good back in the day. Okay, maybe not, but um, now I did. I had great hair. I mean, I still do, according to the wife, but anyway. All right, so... 
we've got a fantastic song from a very young lady coming up. She wrote it herself. It's got over 8 million views already this week. Uh, we're going to hear from Jay Billis and Dan Shulman on their first reactions back in March when COVID-19 first started happening. Interesting answers, too. But coming up next here on the Jason Walker Show, we're going to check in with the chief executive officer, the big man, the CEO, Sean Gleason of the PBR, Professional Bull Riders Tour, Unleash the Beast, going on in Guthrie, Oklahoma this weekend and next weekend. They opened up last weekend with a uh, fantastic show. There's a lot that they're not doing. There's a lot that they are doing. And how are they testing everybody? I thought states were low on tests. We'll ask Mr. Gleason that next when we come back here on the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out. Out on Facebook, Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. During this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdoneright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night. Or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdoneright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up. Or stop in and grab meals out of the front freezer. Dinner's Done Right's taking extra precautions with extra cleanings going on with every piece of equipment and personnel. Dinner's Done Right thanks you for your continued support. And may we all stay safe and healthy during this time. 
Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Oh, good stuff. Welcome back, Major Mortgage Man Cave, Jason Walker Show. Hey, we're going to be getting some new stuff hanging up in here as well, so that's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be good. It's good. So, all right. Um, still to come on this day in history, the walk-off. Tell you what's coming up next weekend or next week. It's Mother's Day this weekend on Sunday, so make sure you've uh, gotten cards, flowers, whatever, for mom or your wife from your kids. You know how that goes. Um, What else is going on? Not much. There's literally not much else going on this weekend. But I'll tell you one thing that is going on is golf. And you can get out to Green Meadow Country Club, tell them you... Uh, Fan of the Jason Walker Show, get signed up, become a member, and take advantage of some fantastic opportunities. Okay, aside from the golf, which is, I mean, most beautiful course around, but um, you also then get to uh, hang out. And once we're through the COVID stuff, you know, have uh, they have great stuff at Green Meadow Country Club, great fun stuff for families. For uh, the adults, uh, not to mention the food, which is fantastic. But you need to become a member. Like today, they have Demo Day with three uh, great dealers, including Callaway. Tomorrow, they've got Demo Day for um, another, but you got to make an appointment. You got another one Tuesday, I think, Ping on Tuesday. So get to Green Metal Country Club. Tell them you're fans of the Jason Walker Show. Get signed up. A, we'll golf this summer, but B, we'll, you'll just have a good time with your family. Green Metal Country Club. Perfect for you. All right, so coming up this weekend, you've got uh, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, Lazy E Arena, the PBR, Professional Bull Riders uh, Unleash the Beast Tour. No fans. They started this uh, back a couple of weeks ago. No fans in the stands. Um, lots of it's bare bones uh, production, but it's still the PBR, and it's still something to watch, and there's a lot of – we talked to Flint Rasmussen about it a couple of weeks ago. There's a lot of uh, regulations. There's a lot of protocols that are in place, and uh, last week went well. They're back at it this weekend, and next in Oklahoma, and joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline to talk about it is the Chief Executive Officer, the CEO of the PBR, Sean Gleason. He joins us now on the Jason Walker Show. All right, first question, uh, uh, Sean, is is how are you doing? Because you haven't been sleeping a whole lot from what I hear the last month and a half or so. Yeah, we've been pretty busy uh, trying to figure out how to get back to work and then actually doing it. So it's uh, been a challenging time, but we're here at the Lazy E for our second event back, and we're excited. 
Last week seemed to go pretty well. Uh, very cooperative from everybody, um, including the bull riders themselves. And this is not something that they're used to. Uh, maybe hit on, expound on that is, is you know, there's, we're used to seeing 40 or 50 guys on the back of a shoot instead of five or six. Yeah, we actually are going to mix that up a little bit for this week. We realized that uh, there were some challenges in safety. You know, bull riding, frankly, is a lot more dangerous activity to these guys than facing the coronavirus. Uh, so we're mixing it up a little bit and adding a few guys to the back of the chute so that we can get them out safely. But uh, it is still a reduced, a significantly reduced number to ensure that we're not uh, – doing anything that shouldn't be done relative to the safety of the bull riders as it does relate to coronavirus. Sean Gleason, it's, right. a, it's a really strange, strange <laughs> sight when you see six to ten guys on the back of the shoots instead of 40. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sean Gleason, uh, CEO of the PBR here, our, our guest on the Jason Walker Show. This is something at the Lazy E that you guys started working on really back in March, Sean, and there's a lot of work that went into it, and... Obviously, it worked last week. It's going to work this next couple of weekends. But tell me about the work that went in behind the behind the scenes. Well, we were the last sport to buck bulls um, or to have any sport, I believe. And we did it for a uh, television only and no crowd in Duluth, Georgia mm -hmm. in mid-March. And the guidance uh, at that point was that you shouldn't gather more than 250 people. And we did the event with about 150. And so we're within the guidance. And, and then it changed twice by Tuesday of the following week. And the guidance came down that you shouldn't have groups of bigger than 10 at any point in time. And so we started creating a protocol that divided all of our people into functional groups and started looking at ways that we could not only conduct the event, but house them, feed them and uh, keep them safe while we're, in a closed environment, and we were able to do that here at the Lazy. It's a private ranch with 300 acres, and so we've got about two acres per person to figure out how to keep them socially distant, and it's working. Uh, I was talking to Flint Rasmussen last week about this, and he said, too, that, you know, you are you got the camping. Everybody's in their own campers, and, and this is a – you have the ability and the space to be able to do this. But it's kind of a, a different thing where everybody's basically on site for 48 to 72 hours. Yeah, we're most of the people here, we actually uh, moved up check-in time so we could get everybody tested and the results back before we put them into the work environment. So everybody's checking in today here on Thursday and uh and then most of uh most people will if they're heading home will leave home for on Sunday. Uh, a lot of us this, this time around are staying the full week because we are bucking bulls again next weekend. So, but <laughs> it's funny because I, you know, I saw Flint, um, in the arena during the event from a distance of probably 50 yards. And I saw him once on the ground, um, uh, you know, passing by in a, in our Can-Am and I was driving around. And, you know, other than that, I didn't even see him the first weekend. And, and that's kind of what we want to have here. And, socially distanced folks in their isolated groups. And, uh, you know, while we normally hang out with each other and travel together for uh, weeks on end every year, uh, we just can't do that here. So uh, the, the functional groups are working and, uh, you know, Flint and his group got to, you know, sit around a campfire six feet apart, but the rest of us just don't get to hang out. And, uh, and we've got plenty of space to do that here 
and plenty of hookups, like 500 hookups for RVs, wow. and we've got RVs essentially for every single person that's here. Sean Gleason, the CEO of the PBR, our guest here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. You mentioned the the daily medical screening that everybody has to go to or go through in order to be competing and to be working as well. Uh, how intense, Sean, is that medical screening? Is it more than just getting your temperature taken? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we weren't sure we were going to be able to get testing, so we were prepared to go without it if necessary. But um, tests became much more readily available, and, and we had an opportunity to implement it as part of our protocol. So everybody is CDC screened, uh, which is the questions that CDC asks of anyone, um, you know, Basically, are you symptomatic or have you been around anybody that, that's shown signs of symptoms? We temperature check them before they even get past the security gate in their personal vehicle. Uh, then they park, fill out their paperwork. They're escorted in one at a time for antibody as well as active virus testing. And uh, then they uh, have to wait for the results of the antibody test, uh, which is the first indicator and then they're released to their RVs where they need to basically stay away from everybody and get the active virus test back. And once we do that, they're, uh, they're safe to go about their duties here, still following the protocols. But it's a very rigorous process that, um, that we're doing not to, you know, just do it and get an event done, but really for the safety and health and well-being of everybody that's involved here. What would you say to people that would that would ask about where you got the testing and, and you know it's not readily available for some states or, you know you know what I'm saying here is there's been a lot of that uh, over the the course of the last seven to eight weeks. What would you say to people that that say that? I'd say that do your research because that's fake news. Uh, there's a lot of tests out there, a lot of tests that are. Uh, that may not be fully FDA approved at this point, but are well along in the process and very reliable. And if you do your homework, um, there are you could have access to tens of thousands of tests and not take any out of the supply chain for the cha- for the states and the other authorities that need them. It really comes down to the fact that the the states and the local communities just aren't buying the tests. So there's a lot of tests out there that you can buy, but our states and our Local county governments and city governments just aren't buying them. So we did a lot of homework on that. We didn't want to take anything out of the supply chain uh, for medical professionals, whether it was uh, PPE or tests. And, and, you know, it's just fake news. There's a lot of tests out there. And on the PPE side, you know, we manufactured our own uh, respirators on our 3D printers in the office. We, uh, we had masks made by a company that normally makes back backdrops and seat covers for us and uh so we found some creative ways around those challenges that's a great answer sean gleason joining us here jason walker show the uh, ceo of the pbr you're also working we talked a little bit about the riders and you're you're putting more uh people on the shoots and to help out but how cooperative have some of these guys been because like you said you know, there's a lot of them that want to buck bulls and just want to get on bulls, and, and this is their money maker, really, but they have to be cooperative as well. Yeah, well, I made it perfectly clear to them that if they want the opportunity to earn money and buck bulls during a pandemic, they better follow our rules. And, um, you know, it's not too much to ask of them to do that for three days, you know, th- three weekends over a month, and and really get the opportunity to get those Unleash the Beast Tour events in and put that money in the pockets. And 
so they understand that. They've been great about it. Um, we asked everybody to bring their personal vehicles here. So some guys had to, had to drive from a long ways away to get here. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, a little bit of a pain to, to do that and congregate here at the Lazy E. But everybody's done it. Everybody understands that it's an opportunity for them to uh, make money at a time that they otherwise couldn't. And we're covering the costs of, you know, their housing, accommodations, meals, and travel. So uh, they better not complain. <laughs> Absolutely. Sean Gleason joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Uh, you're also going with a uh, smaller production crew. And, oh, you know, I've been to a PBR event in uh, Kansas City. It's amazing from the pyrotechnics to the just uh, the the video board, everything. This is as bare bones uh, as a production crew as you can get and still put on a great event um, for, for television, which we'll talk about in a second. But how skeleton crew are we talking? We're down about 100 people from a normal production. Um, we'll have a total of 150 people here, which is contestants, stock contractors. Um, but, you know, we've had, to, we've had to limit the number of people that can get in here. So uh, there's, there's more bulls coming in this weekend from other stock contractors, but we had to have them haul them to, uh, to some of the stock contractors that were here last week to get them into the facility because we don't want to introduce a lot of new people week in and week out. And so uh, we're down about 100, but, uh, you know, we don't have uh, – we don't have – unfortunately, we don't have fans in the stands to serve. And so – some of those things like pyrotechnics and, uh, you know, big video production for the in-arena crew and stuff is just not necessary. And so we've been able to get it done. There's a lot of double duty. And, um, you know, several of the PBR senior executives are here on the cleaning crew or the testing crew or, um, or garbage crew for that matter. You know, we're all pitching in and, uh, everybody's here to fill in and it's, it's, uh, you know, in a challenging time, it's it's been an extremely rewarding process to see everybody come together and do something, frankly, that no other sport was able to do um, up until this coming weekend when our sister company UFD will come back. But you know, it's uh, it's just been a rewarding uh, process to do it and do it safely and responsibly. You mentioned too that you know you were one of the last in Duluth, Georgia, before having to shut down for a, a little over a month. Um, NASCAR, NASCAR's coming back as well. These are fan-driven sports, and like you mentioned, UFC too, that people want to be at, and it's obviously you can't. So you've got to do the TV aspect of it. But these are non-traditional sports, uh, Sean, as far as baseball, basketball, football, all that. Um, they, it's hard to it's hard to have a you know a PBR event with no fans or a NASCAR event with no fans, but it seems to be – it worked last week, and it's not ideal, but it's the best because people need an outlet, and watching PBR would be – it's a great outlet. Well, and certainly not ideal. I mean, we'd prefer to have fans in the stands. The energy is much higher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the guys, the guys, you know, feed off of that, ride better. So, but – you know, week in and week out, our biggest audience is at home watching on television. Um, and so to be able to get back and serve them uh, in this time when it is virtually impossible to gather, you know, any number of people together, uh, we consider that to, to be a blessing and that we've been able to do that. And 
um, you know, we've got a few announcements coming out in the next couple of weeks. We're going to keep going. And, you know, we'll, I think we'll probably be one of the first sports to actually announce that we are coming back as fans in July. Well, breaking news here on the Jason Walker show. I like that. Um, that would be fantastic. Sean, it's been tough because you're, you're stuck in Guthrie, Oklahoma and the Lazy E Arena, you're not able to go to these cities. You know, Billings, uh, just our, our neighbors to the east of us, missed the PBR event, the longest-running PBR event on the on the main tour. Um, you know, you've had other cities, Albuquerque, not being able to host. And how do you plan on – I mean, you can't make it up to those cities, obviously, and those fans, but is there a way to give back to those communities that missed the PBR this year? Well, one, I wouldn't say that we can't uh, make it up to them because we are actually looking at some of the longest-running events like Billings and Albuquerque and others. Uh, can we get them back on the schedule in the 2020 season? Mm. And I think we're going to be able to get a couple of them in. It may mean sacrificing an event that uh, was new on the schedule or uh, or one that we haven't had that kind of history in, but we're working diligently to figure out if we can reschedule some of those events and do them in a, in a window before the end of the 2020 season. And, um, you know, those, we don't take the support of the fans like fans at Billings, um, lightly and we are not forgetting about them. We're looking at every possible avenue to get back to them. So we haven't ruled out that we're not going to have an event for them this year. Well, you broke the news. You're going to maybe have fans in July. Is Billings going to be that first one? That would be really cool. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that Billings won't be the first one, but we've got an active, active uh, planning and strategy moving forward that is going to try and get us back into Billings before the end of the year. Sean Gleason, the PBR at CEO, uh, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. You and I have been chatting here for a, a little bit, and I'd be remiss if I don't ask you how important, actually, he's the one that sent me this text, but how important is Flint Rasmussen? Um, Flint Rasmussen likes to think that he's the most important human being on the planet and the most important person to the PBR. Um, and as I say that, I hope everybody can hear the sarcasm in my voice because Flint Rasmussen has been a great friend and one of the most important people to the PBR, uh, in my 21 years here. And if I said anything different, I'd be lying. But, you know, don't tell him because it'll just go to his head. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's a great family friend, uh, longtime friend. Did you give him a hard time, Sean, because of the pictures on Facebook a couple of weeks ago where it was him looking all majestic out in a field somewhere in Montana? Uh, yeah, yeah. Those were bad. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, Flint. You're, just, you're a clown. Right, come exactly. Hey, oh, actually. He's uh, he's the best entertainer. I say this all the time. Flint Rasmussen is, I would put him against any entertainer in any industry, in any capacity, for the difficulty of the job that he does between the physical comedy and the timeliness of it and the, and the live crowd and the setting that he's in. I mean, I, he amazes me often. But, again, nobody please tell him that because it will just go to his head. Good thing he's driving to Guthrie, Oklahoma, to uh, and won't hear this. <laughs> um, Sean Gleason joining us. Uh, all kidding aside, though, this has been um, – it's been a tough two months for people. And, you know, there's not just the Cowboys, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes that rely on the PBR for their living and to earn a living. How tough has that been to not being able to, 
A, have those people around, Sean, but also, you know, their paychecks have been cut, essentially. Well, you know, honestly, that's why we work so hard to get back at uh, events, if, even if they're for television only. It's um, the, the easy path, frankly, would have been to just pack it in like virtually every other sport did and say, well, throw your hands up in the air and say, we're not sure what we're going to go do. But our industry is entirely dependent on the event. And so we made the, we made the, a different, the a bad situation. We made the most of it and, and worked really hard to get everybody back to work and put some money in their pockets. And, and we'll be back as strong as ever. Um, you know, everybody's, struggling right now through tough times and but you know the other the other thing is that we wanted to be um i guess a little bit of a model for how you can work hard and creatively to get back to work in a safe and responsible way i think most people most industries a lot of sports businesses i've seen they're waiting for somebody else to tell them that the problem is over and that they can just go back to normal and and i don't think normal is going to happen for a long time so uh, every American should be out there trying to find creative ways to get the economy going and get their businesses back up and running. And we just happen to be the first sport to do that. And that uh, makes me proud of my team. And and we did it because it's critical to literally thousands of people. The, the industry is dependent on our events. And the economic their economic health, we feel, is equally as important as their physical health. Speaking of the physical health, you look at last week's some of the highlights, and, I mean, there's guys like you or high-ranking members of the PBR out there sanitizing the buck and shoots and sanitizing the arena and, and, and all of I mean, you're getting the food screened and sanitized that's delivered in. It's a, it's a long, tough process. Um, how proud of the crew are you? Um, I'm really proud of the crew. It's, uh, you know, our chief operating officer, Rod Granger, is in charge of cleaning and sanitization, and I was just one of his crew members. Um, and I'm also a second or, oh, well, second, I'm probably a third, fourth, or fifth option on the security team. And, um, you know, and it's just everybody stepped up. Everybody has stepped up and really thought through the best ways to do this safely and responsibly, and everybody's taken it very seriously. And, I got the best team in sports and entertainment, period, far none. Uh, we can move a mountain from one side of the road and move it back before anybody knew it was missing. And, and that's what we've done here. And, and I couldn't be more proud of the team and, and our accomplishments. And, and we're just getting started. We've got some more breaking news coming next week. We're going to keep bucking and all through June. So, I, I, so you'll be at Lazy E through June, is that right? And then maybe. No, and now we're, we're packing it up and moving it to Colorado. Oh, okay. That's closer to Montana. I'd like that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Lazy E is a beautiful place and we love it here, but uh they they fortunately have events that are starting to reschedule and get back on track, you know, in cuttings and ropings and some other events. So, we don't want to keep them from getting back to normal, so we've got another facility lined up that we can set up and buck bolts for a month in a special format we'll be announcing next week that is fantastic hey i know you're a busy guy uh, i appreciate the time there's a ton of other questions i could ask um but i, I want to let you get back to getting the arena all ready for the weekend uh so it'll be saturday and sunday this weekend and then sunday's on cbs sports network is that right 
Uh, Saturday and Sunday live on CBS Sports Network this weekend. Then next weekend we'll be live on CBS Sports Network for two broadcasts, but we'll also have a live championship round on CBS Network on Sunday. We want everybody to tune into that one. Fantastic, and of course you can always uh, ride past the events as well because it's a it's a that's Absolutely. a great uh, uh, site too. Uh, Sean, appreciate the time. Stay safe, take care, and uh, say hi to Flint from a distance. For a, well, everybody should say hi to Flint from a distance, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah. have a have this a. This policy of social isolation is going to uh, last for a long, long time for Flint Rasmussen. We're just going to keep him isolated for the next 10 years or so. I like that. Uh, Sean Gleason, the yeah. CEO of the PBR, I guess. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we see you soon. Absolutely. We'll be back to billing. That is uh, Sean Gleason joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. So there you go. When people ask where is PBR getting the test and where are these NBA teams or NHL, well, there's a lot of available tests, and you heard, and that's not coming from me. That's coming from a guy who's done a lot of research, from a guy who has checked out um, a lot because he wants his organization to be as safe as possible. And with the PBR back in Guthrie, Oklahoma, this weekend and next, uh, they're testing everybody, which is fantastic. Uh, so there you go. PBR, check your local listings for CBS Sports Network this weekend and then next weekend and then also on uh, CBS Network as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah, lots of stuff trying to come back. It's great that we get the PBR. It is great that NASCAR is coming back. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work exactly because um, you still have to have a lot of people here and – it, it, NASCAR is going to be in Darlington for a few races and then at Charlotte for a few races. So we'll see how all that works. But uh, the PBR back the, again this weekend, Lazy Erie. And, again, you can watch on CBS Sports Network both this weekend and next and, uh, and uh, CBS next weekend as well. So there you go, straight from Sean Gleason, who uh, <laughs> I like his idea of social distancing from Flint Rasmussen. Um, everybody should social distance from Flint. Just say hi to him from, you know, a distance. Not six feet, because that's too close in some cases. All right. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. But we have On This Day in History, the walk-off. But we also have, we're going to hear from Jay Billis and Dan Schulman and get their thoughts on their first thoughts when COVID-19 first became uh, a big deal in the middle of March, about uh, two months ago now. And... It doesn't seem that long. It really doesn't. It just seems like a couple of weeks ago we were talking about cancellations of basketball tournaments, but here we are eight weeks later. Uh, we'll hear from them. There's a little girl that's gotten over 8 million views of a fantastic song that she has uh, written, and it's actually been covered now by um, certain bands like The Cure, um, I think um, a couple others as well. And uh, we'll play her video it's a very short, very short song, but it's fantastic. Also, uh, Merrick at the Movies. going to tell us what baseball movies to watch this weekend. And uh, that and a whole lot more coming up. This last segment was brought to you by our friends at Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home. At Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. 
Doorweight savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. During this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdoneright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night. Or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdoneright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up. Or stop in and grab meals out of the front freezer. Dinners Done Right's taking extra precautions with extra cleanings going on with every piece of equipment and personnel. Dinners Done Right thanks you for your continued support, and may we all stay safe and healthy during this time. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner, so now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. I'm done with this. Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from. Many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Luke Fecto at 406-788-8962. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. 
Final segment on a finally Friday. Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave. Mother's Day coming up. Don't forget on uh, Sunday. Make sure you get uh, your mom, wife taken care of. Okay, cards, flowers, whatever. However you celebrate it, just just do it. Oh, and by the way, make sure you get on the schedule now for all your lawn, tree, and pest needs at Nitro Green. Give them a call at Nitro Green, 443-5088 or nitrogreenhelena.com. Uh, they're going to remove a tree uh, from my yard. It's, so we moved into our house here uh, four years ago, and uh, the tree's been dead since before we moved in. And when we moved in... The people that had lived here before, the backyard was basically nothing. It was like a, it was like an infield, uh, dirt infield of, of softball diamond, but not even that nice. So with Nitro Green's help, my grass now looks like a beautiful Major League Baseball outfield. So get on the uh, the schedule. Lawn pest and tree needs nitrogreenhelena.com. Also going to have a raspberry bush removed. Now, if you have raspberry bushes, keep an eye on them. Our neighbor had some raspberry bushes, destroyed her strawberries and corn or whatever else she was growing. I don't know what she was growing. But uh, it snuck under the fence into our yard and, you know, hurts the dogs. So we're getting raspberry bushes removed. But Nitro Green's going to do it all. And they're fantastic. So give them a call, 443-5088, or wherever Nitro Green is in your town where you listen and watch the Jason Walker Show. Speaking of watching, what are we going to be watching this weekend? Well, Power Activities Director Merrick Parnell joins us once again for another edition of Merrick at the Movies. This is Merrick at the Movies with another sports movie recommendation. This week, we're covering web gems. That's right, the flicks of the baseball diamond. And we'll start out with the million dollar arm. The 2014 movie starring John Hamm, he plays a Dodger scout that goes to India to try to find the next great pitching prospect and convert a cricket player into a major league ball player. The classic Major League 1980s baseball movie with a cast of lovable characters is next. We had Charlie Sheen as the Wild Thing Vaughn in a movie with a lot of laughs and classic baseball. Then we have the 1993 classic Sandlot. It summarizes all of our childhood baseball memories into one epic summer saga. And then lastly, we have 42, the 2013 movie starring Black Panther's Chadwick Boseman, and also Harrison Ford as the famous branch rookie. The movie does a great job of reenacting and retelling the epic story of Jackie Robinson. This has been Merrick at the Movies, and when COVID's over, we'll see you at the cinema. There you go, another edition of Merrick at the Movies, thanks to Merrick Parnell. I'm disappointed, though, Merrick didn't include Bull Durham. What a classic. Uh, There's a lot of great baseball movies. Field of Dreams, another one that wasn't on the list uh, for Merrick. But uh, Merrick Parnell, give him a follow, uh, at Merrick Movies on the Instagram. Uh, it's it's a great follow. All right. Uh, so there you go, some baseball recommendations for movies to watch this weekend. Right. So it was the middle of March, like March, what, 10th through or 9th through the 13th, 14th. Through, now all this stuff started happening, COVID-19, everything. 
and all sorts of basketball tournament. We know everything got canceled. But yesterday I was part of a, a National Sports Media Association a Zoom call with Dan Schulman, who does play-by-play for college basketball and uh, pro baseball, and uh, Jay Billis, who is uh, Schulman's partner on college basketball and ESPN. And they were asked a question about their thoughts when they first started hearing about COVID-19, and uh, we're going to share it now here on the Jason Walker Show. ...from, you know, basically 8 in the morning uh, throughout the day of, of framing everything with with not only the competitive side but the the history side and then and then the news side of it and it was a it was a, a such a, a human element to, to the entire thing I mean it was a public health issue that was taking over uh, in in a way that we had never experienced before it, it was it was unprecedented in the television age I believe so for for me when I look back on it, uh, the one thing that that I I think about um, more than anything was was I in tune with with sort of what was happening in the days leading up to it? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this: like there, there were two things that made a major impact on me in covering that. One was a, a really good friend of mine in Charlotte, that's a doctor, who who told me uh, probably a week before that he, he had mentioned to me, "You need to stop flying." And, and then he, and I thought it was alarmist when he said that. And then he gave me a bunch of things to read, uh, about, about sort of flattening the curve and all the things that, that, that could happen going forward. And it turned out that all of that was, was prescient and right. And if it weren't for that really good friend of mine, uh, I think I would have been playing even more catch up, uh, on everything, but, but also the, the Wednesday. Um, I got to Greensboro on, on the Wednesday. I don't remember the exact date, but everything was canceled on Thursday. I, I, so I got there Wednesday. Dan was already there. So he had been to the, the game. He went over to the arena, and then I wound up seeing him in the, in the, just outside the lobby of the hotel. And he said something to me that, that really crystallized it. You know, Dan, Dan has mentioned he's, he's from, he lives in Toronto, Canada, and he, he had said, I don't think the people in the United States are, are – or paying as close attention to how serious this is. And that really stunned me. And I started really thinking about it, but thinking about what my doctor friend had been preparing me for. And so I had a different perspective later for the rest of that day, I think. And, and, um, and I, look, we all, we all entered it uh, with a different perspective and I'm not sure anybody could wrap their head around it fully, but, but, in a long form, answer your question, Wes. If I had it to do over again, I I hope that I would have even prepared myself more for the news aspect of it because it was foreseeable. the 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 Ivy League canceled their tournament on Monday of that week, and so that that probably should have been a question that we were asking more forcefully uh, leading up to that. And uh, and I think we all got there, especially when we were talking about it on your show that morning when we were, I think seemed like we were all in agreement, you and Pac and I, that there's no way that the ACC can play. And then John Swafford came on right after me, I think, and said, well, we're playing. Um, that, that There were a lot of stunning elements to that day, but, but I think, you know, Wes, you were, you were just fantastic. You, you and Pac and it just framed it for all of us. I think so, so well. And I'm so grateful for that. 
Well, that's kind of you. I appreciate it. Dan, I mean, I, I just think we learn something from events like that, too. Yeah, we, we absolutely do. I, I mean, one of them is that, you know, even if we're uh, as prepared as we can be, we're a little bit out of our element. I, I mean, I'm not a reporter, never mind a news reporter. And it, it's difficult, but you just, it, 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 as Jay said, it's not a sports story anymore. It's a public health story. It's, a, it's, a, it's turned into a global crisis. And what Jay was talking about when we met outside the hotel on Wednesday, um, I, I just happened to have a friend who's an infectious disease specialist at a big hospital in Toronto. And he had a few days, not a lot, but a few days before he had said, uh, he was emailing with me and saying, where are you traveling and do you have to go? And, and I, I remember, right, his name is Andrew. I remember writing back to Andrew and saying, are we nearing some kind of a tipping point on this, Andrew? And he said, we're past the tipping point. People just don't know it. Yet. And, and that's, that's the mindset I took down to Greensboro. So when Jay and I were talking, I had just had a couple of days head start on this again because I've got a friend who is literally a frontline, you know, first responder on this kind of thing. You know, it's funny. I think back now and I'm a little, uh, I don't think I did a good job because my wife gave me masks that she had gotten from somebody at least two road trips, maybe three road trips before. And, you know, Jay, you and I did Carolina Duke. That was four, only four days before Greensboro. None of us ever, I don't remember any of us ever talking about it. And we did, I think Kansas Baylor was the game before that. Never talked about it. And I'm in, I've, I've got masks with me. And my wife says, will you wear them in the airport? And I said, yes, I will. And I didn't wear them in the airport. And I would call her and she would, she would, she knew I didn't wear them. And I'd said, there are like three people wearing, four people wearing, six people wearing. Um, but it, it, it all, it, it, to those of us who didn't really know what was going on, it was like a sudden, well, like a tsunami. It was sudden. And, and, and all of a sudden it changed our world. But, uh, I don't want to bore people with the details of this, but I've kind of sort of had something like this once before because I was doing a Sunday night baseball game when Osama bin Laden was killed. Oh. And that was another one where they don't teach you how to do this in the play-by-play handbook. Like we were in the seventh inning of a game when the story broke. And, and again, I won't bore you with the details. It's somewhere on the Internet, I'm sure. But in the one, I'll tell you what helped me a lot. Mike Tirico texted me during that game. I'm such a name dropper. Mike Tirico texted me during that game and said, you're at a ballpark with 45,000 people. You're at, you're at the gathering. You're at the largest gathering of Americans anywhere in the world. That is part of the story. Put everything in context. And it was that word context that, that stuck with me. And I think that's what we all have to do. If, if these world news stories ever come our way, uh, whether we're doing a game like Eric was or whether we were supposed to do a game like we were, uh, I think you just got to – it's not about sports anymore. It, it's you got to put it in context. What are the people at home thinking about? Are they thinking about their kids who are overseas? Are they thinking about their kids who are at college somewhere? Do they think this is overblown? There were a lot of people I talked with in Greensboro – not a lot, a few people I talked with in Greensboro on Wednesday who were – who were ah, it's, it's there aren't any cases in this county. It's going to blow over. And by Thursday, our whole world had changed to an extent that none of us could see. I, I think it's just about trying to put things in context as best you can. But this was such a, a, a you know uncharted water situation. I think we were all kind of just feeling our way through it to the best of our ability. So that was uh, and, and Dan uh, Shulman and uh, uh, Jay Billis. Who uh, interesting, right? Think about that. How much had things changed that week? And we were trying our best. And, you know, as a sports guy, it puts it in perspective. And I've done news in the past. So, you know, we're able to cover a little bit. But 
All right, so uh, let's do On This Day in History before we finally uh, get to our, our great video of the week. Today is uh, April. No, it's not. It's May the 8th. <laughs> it is. Uh, on This Day brought to you by the Motherload Sports Bar, Casino, and Restaurant. Back open, get in there, and uh, support Jan and the gang. It is National Coconut Cream Pie Day, National Have a Coke Day, Student Nurse Day, uh, Military Spouse Appreciation Day. 1907, Boston's big Jeff Pfeiffer, or Peffer, no-hit the Cincinnati Reds. 1907 as well, Canadian Tommy Burns retained his world heavyweight boxing title. He beat Philadelphia Jack O'Brien in 20 rounds in L.A. Uh, Carl Hubble of the Giants threw a no-hitter on the state in 1929. 1936, jockey Ralph Neves fell off his horse. He was unexpectedly revived after being declared dead after a fall on the track. His wife fainted when he returned. You think? <laughs> uh, this date in 1937, War Admiral won the Kentucky Derby. 1968, Jim Catfish Hunter pitched a perfect game. 1994, the Colorado Silver Bullets, the all-female pro baseball team, played their uh, its first game. 1980, Friday the 13th debuted in theaters. Great series. Up through... Probably uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Four was those. The first four were the best. Uh, let's see. Happy birthdays today, Harry Truman, the thirty-third U.S. president, born on this date in eighteen eighty-four. Sonny Liston, born on this date in nineteen thirty-two. Ricky Nelson was born on this date in nineteen forty. Hello, Mary Lou. Take you to a garden party. He was in Rio Bravo with John Wayne, Dean Martin, uh, Peter Benchley, who wrote Jaws, was born on this date in nineteen forty as well. Enrique Iglesias. Born on this date, 1975. Let me be your hero. And on this date in 1945, German General Wilhelm Keitel formally surrendered to the Allies, ending World War II. All right, there you go. Uh, now let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. I've been waiting to, all week to show this. I figured it's finally Friday. What the hell? We're going to do it. Um, this is a great video from a great young lady. It's 20 seconds long or so. She wrote the song herself. Just listen and enjoy. I wonder what's inside your There you go. I don't know. Oh, thanks to Sean Gleason joining us this week. Today, Tim Brando, Brittany Jackson, Dave Gore, and Cassie Turner. Next week, we'll uh, chat with Steve Keller, Providence men's basketball coach. Also, Pete Van Mullen will join us, a uh, former classmate of mine. He's done a great job in his career helping out coaches. <laughs> We're going to have a great week. Happy Mother's Day. Support your mom and your wife on Sunday. We'll see you back here on Monday.
The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.